Inside Westminster, Chapter 179, Gracious Gods and the Grim Reaper. Sabbath Malik, which means Brown Bull in his native Dinka, business secretary, was tasked with embellishing the PM's comments about the care sector with what the PM meant was, well, why didn't he say that, retorted Neil Forthright robustly, um, responded Malik, as Forthright's question had a simple response, which he'd been forbidden to say, which was the PM meant to say just that. Benedict Morgan had briefed Malik to skirt round the issue and not to admit anything. Ben was in the process of preparing the pathway of blame. There was going to be a public inquiry and he and Potty were going to come out on the bright side. So not following procedures had been settled upon as a good salvo to blast over the bowels of the care sector. Sabbath Malik couldn't understand one culture, modern problems and all the stuff going on which he felt was simply killing the golden goose of prosperity. Where he was born and brought up, Juba, before its secession, these issues just didn't exist, as most people he knew spent all day just trying to scratch out a living. He'd been fortunate and been able to get into the local missionary school run by an absolute saint of a woman who devoted her life to his community and had managed to lift many children, such as himself, out of a lifetime of grinding poverty. Those children not so fortunate as him were destined to spend upwards of nine hours a day walking to and fro the medieval system of wells to provide the fa- their family with water, without which they would all perish. Talk about responsibility, Malik was wont to say to anyone prepared to listen, and all that from the age of nine, eight in some instances. The Malik had been brought up as an evangelical Christian, he had insight into the machinations of the then Shia Muslim government, and another phenomenon which baffled him was all this fuss about gender. In Khartoum, he'd known people tied to a chair and thrown off buildings, cruelly not high enough to kill. That was left to the ubiquitous white pickup drive driven by a crazy-eyed religious zealot. For what was now celebrated here as a rainbow of people's rights to be themselves. Malik was immensely relieved to have left all that behind, arriving on these shores on a scholarship to Harrow. He'd worked hard, kept out of trouble, and made his parents proud by winning a place to Oxford where he'd studied PPE and ended up as a cabinet minister. His father had died before his graduation, but he'd managed to get his mother and sisters out of what had become South Sudan, before the civil war between the new country's president and his deputary, each from a rival tribe, tore the newest nation of earth apart. And so the cycle of war, senseless destruction and poverty was to continue in his homeland, and Malik thanked his lucky stars and any gods above who'd guided him and kept him and his family safe. But the rising star was the Chancellor, Erich Butt, He'd just performed a blinder at the dispatch box yesterday, allocating another £30 billion to continue putting the government's arms around the nation and to ensure no one gets left behind. Potty was sitting to his right, knowing more than ever that his days as World King were numbered. Unless. But no, he pulled his thoughts back to reality and realised that he needed fluent, uncontroversial, sure-footed colleagues like Butt to give him credibility to give credibility to his government, and both Butt and Malik 
ticked the politically correct box too, which helped, though cries of male-dominated and white-privileged were still flung around by the media. But Ben had hatched a plan. Sack the lot. Yes, all 4,000 of the useless media turds who'd given him personally and the party in general such grief, and then install 30 of their chosen ones. That should shut everyone up, quite literally, and it would be a poke in the eye for the Beeb, too, so election scores, whereby the nation's main news outlet had done everything in its power to scupper any Tory success in general, and Brexit in particular, could be settled. Nice one, thought Ben, smiling, as few knew his plan. The efficient army team had been showing him around their top-secret military listening station somewhere in the wilds of Lincolnshire were pleasantly surprised. They'd been told the PM's top special adviser was a miserable sod. So far, he'd been nothing but pleasant and interested in the minutiae of their various jobs. Little did they know of his real plans for the military, though they'd been long, though they'd be long gone from these particular postings before Ben's scythe was wielded.